0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,444. Today, we're wrapping up the major part of our deep dive into the solo Star Wars story official guide, looking at stuff related to Kessel and Saverine. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas of Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're coming to the end of our series of looks at the DK publishing guide to Solo A Star Wars Story. And thanks again, DK, for sending me a copy of it. There are going to be a couple of larger topics that I'm going to be talking about in the coming week that are inspired by stuff from the official guide. But as far as the deep dive per se, this is going to be probably the last one, I believe. (laughs) So let's just talk about some of the fun facts that will enhance your viewing, potentially, of Solo A Star Wars Story. First of all, we know that the Pike Syndicate is the one in control of the spice mines of Kessel, and it turns out that Pike is the name not only of this criminal gang, but it's also the name of the species of alien that is a member of this gang. And they hail from the nearby planet of Obadiah, O B A, and new word D I A H, and that's actually something we're going to talk about in probably one of the wildest far out ideas about Star Wars that may have occurred to me. <laughs> we'll be talking about about that next week, too. As far as the Wookiee that we meet on Kessel, and obviously we see a lot of Wookiees, but there's one in particular that Chewbacca has a quick bond with and that guy's name or guy could be a guy not sure from the official guide i'm just you know i guess using the word guy colloquially so it's sagwa and sagwa is a Wookiee who had been uh, trying to protect other wookies on kashik from imperial patrols and ended up getting himself thrown in the Side spines of kessel for his troubles and even now it says in the official guide that he is trying to protect some of his weaker Wookiee compatriots from having some of the harsher duties and i have to say that was the moment when in solo a star wars story you know when we're on vandor and chewbacca's talking about how he's looking for his and han's translating he says i'm not sure if it's tribe or family and so that moment in the movie when they're running and sagwa's trying to say come on chewie come on with us and chewie you know says goodbye to him like gives him you know the forehead tap and then takes off with han and lando and the rest like as I was sitting next to Brainstormer Lonnie in the movie, she went, Oh like because that's the moment where you see the difference between tribe and family. And so well played Kazdens for drawing out that particular divide. There's also a Gagorin kicking around the mines, name of Senna. And this is a thing where I wonder every so often, you know, they created the Gagorin for uh Gagorin, excuse me, for Rogue One, that was that character Moroff that we never really saw very much of in the movie i think maybe there was you know a little flash of something and there was more in the teaser and trailer footage and whatnot and behind the scenes footage but i wonder to myself like hey you know we got this costume kicking around like and we need aliens kicking around so why don't we throw somebody in the gagoran costume and have him roaming around the mines i wonder if that's just how the thought process works sometimes it would be rather funny if it is actually that simple but anyway, we've got a Gagoran in there as well. And then it appears that we've gotten a name for that giant creature that was chasing after the falcon as they were making their run through the dangerous part of the Akades cluster, and that is a Summa Verminoth. Now, it's not said exactly that that is it, it just says that uh, the Parts of the Acadies Cluster that are dangerous to go in are rumored to have giant creatures called Summa Verminoth, and so, you know, we're leaping to a conclusion as part of that, but that seems to be what that creature is called, a Summa Verminoth. Wow, okay, that's <laughs> a good mouthful of a name for a giant creature. And you know what, the corrections department needs to chime in here because it's not the Katie's Cluster, it's the Katie's Maelstrom, so yeah, there you go. And it's the Cicada Cluster, ciclata cluster, <laughs> ah, Ciccata, ciclata Cluster, there we go, Ciclata Cluster, alright, try saying it five times fast. That is the other thing that's there, the other interstellar landmark that is nearby Kessel that helps to make things so difficult. And the official guide describes the cluster and the maelstrom as shifting systems of interstellar gas, carbon bergs, ice chunks, and other debris that make it difficult. And, you know, there is a route that's planned through, and obviously we see that in Solo A Star Wars Story, and there are beacons that mark the way, and I guess you have to take little hyperspace jumps to help get your way through that. But obviously, because it's a shifting system, or these are shifting systems of gas and debris and whatnot, then the route of the Castle Run actually has to change over time as well. And then a couple of things from Saverine for you to wrap it up. First of all, there was a Tognath there, and if you remember the character Endrio Two Tubes from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, well, the fact that they were kind of implying that there's a, you know, bit of a formation, founding, and initial spark of a rebellion happening with Enfist Nest and the folks on Saverine, well, you know it made me wonder if there was by chance you know any relation between that particular tognath and Edrio two tubes or his eggmate Benthek. And turns out, at least according to the official guide, not. The character is only known as Tubes. And so, you know, that has to do with the Tubes that he needs or she needs or it needs to breathe. But unfortunately, we don't have a full connection there. It would be interesting to see. But I guess just as a species, their world was taken over by the Empire. And so there is a species connection in that regard. And we have something called a shadow port being introduced or at least the concept of a shadow port that's what we have on savarine it is a spaceport that is off any official records and so that it you know it's funny that okay if it's not in official records but you know all the criminals seem to know about it you know at some point you think the empire would have found out about it already but apparently not it is a shadow port known only to the criminal underworld And last but not least, in the index for Solo A Star Wars Story's official guide, there is a picture of Tag and Bink. And Tag and Bink are the characters that were created by Kevin Rubio, who you probably know or you might know as the creator of that Troops fan film, essentially the very first fan film. I know Hardware Wars was probably really the first fan film, but Troops was the one that really kind of made the whole fan film thing a thing, essentially, you know, the sort of cops take off on Tatooine. Anyway, Tag and Bink were supposed to appear in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and we never actually saw them. They must have ended up on the cutting room floor somewhere, but at least they were pictured in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and so hopefully someday soon we'll find out a bit more about how they were supposed to appear and where in Solo, and that is going to do it for the show today. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll do Last Jedi trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Shh. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you where General Hux wanted to take the call from Snoke, and that was in his quarters. And today's question for you, what does General Hux say before Snoke drops him to the floor? And that will do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take on Count Dooku all by yourself, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a crazy spinning alien of unknown origin. It's Destiny Unleashed.